Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 77, February 21st, 2020, and this is going to be your official Wilder Fury 2 betting preview episode. For those of you out there who don't know, boxing was introduced to me right out of the womb. It's the one sport that my dad actually cares about, and he used to be a boxer and a boxing coach himself. It was his passion in his youth, so I grew up watching all of the big fights, all the big bouts, you know, Tyson, Holyfield, Julio Cesar Chavez, Roy Jones Jr., some of the other greats that I grew up watching. But tomorrow is one of the most highly anticipated heavyweight boxing matches in many, many years, uh, for quite a while, actually, in my opinion. So last night, I sat down with Denver Matt, uh, one of my old childhood friends who actually uh, grew up with me in the Chicago suburbs. He's a fellow boxing aficionado. Uh, we break down the fight, kind of talk about where both fighters stand entering this this bout and and break down the first fight as well and kind of uh, share how we think this fight's going to go down tomorrow night. And yes, we do have bets. So without further ado, let's jump right into that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is a pleasure to bring on the podcast an old childhood friend of mine. And honestly, when I look back at it, when I think about it, like one of my earliest fellow gamblers. And, you know, we've been watching boxing together um, ever since we were little kids. His name is Denver Matt. He's from my hometown, from the area uh, that I grew up in in the Chicago suburbs, but he lives out in Denver now. How's it going, Matt? Good. How you doing, Birdman? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. We're uh, obviously going to be talking about Wilder Fury 2, the big fight happening this Saturday night on pay-per-view. Um, but first, before we talk about that, you're a big baseball guy. Um, obviously, uh, you know you live out in Colorado now, so you're, I know you followed it pretty heavily growing up in the Chicago area, but you've adopted the Rockies as your team, Colorado Rockies, and I was looking at their season win total, 74 and a half right now with juice towards the under. Which way are you looking on that? I think I like the over. Uh, just to set a little more background, I was a White Sox guy growing up. I moved out to Denver in 2013, and I lived pretty close close to the stadium. So I was going to about 20, 25 games a year. So finally, I was like, all right, well, the Rockies are my team now. Um, and yeah, doing a lot of you know research, uh, fan graph stuff like that. It seems that a lot of uh, projections, specifically for individual players, seem to be a little bit pessimistic. Um, their pitching staff basically blew up last year. They had some injuries. They had some regression to the mean uh, from Freeland. And I don't know. I got to imagine their pitching staff. It can't be any worse than last year. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they have some young guys in the team that are finally, finally going to get some more at-bats. Uh, Ian Desmond was taking up a lot of at-bats the last two years. So he's finally kind of more in a platoon. So we're going to have this new young guy, Hillard, um, who hit like nine homers in, you know, a month and a half last year. Who's going to get to play a little bit more left field. Uh, the second baseman, McMahon, I think is going to be a lot better with a little more seasoning this year. And then one of the big things too is uh, Daniel Murphy broke his, I forget which hand it was. I want to say, so he's a lefty. I think it was his, right hand mm -hmm. um he broke that like five games into the season so he lost all of his power the rest of the year 
So everybody said, oh, why the Rockies signed this guy? He doesn't have any power anymore. It's like, well, yeah, it doesn't. His strong hand isn't strong anymore. So I got to imagine he'll be strong coming back this year. You know, Arenado is still going to be great. Trevor Story is still going to be great. You, you're worried about uh, those those trades, though, like Arenado, you know, being late to the trade trade talks and all that stuff? Uh, you know, I was a little worried about it. And I think if they are not competitive about midway point in the season, they might trade him. But, I mean, they're, I don't think they got the right offers for him. He actually wouldn't bring back his return as a lot of people would hope. Because, you know, it's a pricey contract. Um, he's getting a little bit old. He's, he's at his prime right now. So they'd be trading for a dude. They'd be paying $30 million a year um, to watch his downfall. So I don't know. Rockies might be able to get a decent prospect or two out of him, but I don't know if there'd be a whole lot. All right. The juice would have to be worth a squeeze. I don't like for me, betting on Rockies season win totals would just drive me absolutely nuts watching this because, you know, how the games are especially with bullpens oh, yeah. blowing late leads and that, you know, the, the higher totals in that stadium. Like that would drive me nuts on a, on a nightly basis, I think. But sounds like uh, you, you got the, the homer angle on that over 74 and a half. But, uh, but you also brought up another th- their, their bullpen was about as bad as it could be last year. So I have to imagine a lot of those guys will bounce back. You know, Wade, Wade Davis couldn't throw a strike to save his life. <laughs> I remember Wade Davis. Hopefully yes. he'll be able to figure it out. Well, we shall see. But for our purposes here, and good luck with that if you end up taking that over. But uh, we're, we're going to talk boxing now because you're a very knowledgeable boxing fan. And I would even – I would call you an expert not to, not to you know – Toot your horn. Well, you're, the, you're the first person to call me an expert, so I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I'm calling you that just because you're on my podcast. But, yeah, but, but, but honestly, we we like grew up watching boxing together. My um, my dad is, is a huge boxing aficionado. He introduced me to the sport. And some of my favorite childhood memories, honestly, were were growing up watching some of those big pay-per-view fights. My dad would have you know, friends over. He'd be ripping cigars in the basement. I mean, you know, you were over for some of those. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Yes, exactly. So, you know, so just we both are big fans of the sport and, you know, boxing purists to a certain extent. I mean, I I always hate people that say, you know, that UFC and boxing can't coexist. I mean, I, I, I like UFC myself. I'm still like a boxing purist when it comes down to, you know, where my support is. But I don't see how you can't like both. And uh, And when you get – obviously, boxing is really – for many reasons that we don't have to dive into here. You know, it's it's kind of, you know – lost a lot of its luster the past even you know, past couple decades but when you get a weekend like this and with a fight like this that we're about to see between wilder and fury you could feel the buzz you can feel the buzz building up all week if you travel out to vegas you can feel the buzz on the streets you know any sports book and it's gonna be the talk at any sports book on saturday and it's gonna grab the attention of the whole world obviously the uk where where fury's from they're all going to be tuning into this too. So Saturday nights, we have the big rematch. It's one of the more highly anticipated heavyweight championship bouts I can recall in a while. Yeah, it's, been, it's been all over television. Yeah, which, it's everywhere. Like, everywhere. like you said, we, we haven't seen this. And I'm trying to think time. for, for like a heavyweight matchup. I, you know, even since like the days of like Holyfield and, and uh, you know, like Riddick bow, you know, I don't remember any yeah. big fights that I really look forward to um, more than this one. But um so we have well, the that's been one of the pro- there has, hasn't been a great heavyweight matchup I guess no. other than the first first time these guys no and, and not an American uh, too I mean. no, 
Yeah, with Klitschko dominating for so long, and then the best mm-hmm. American boxer being Mayweather, who you know was very technically proficient and a genius at what he did, but he was super boring to watch. Right, I know he doesn't bring like the you don't see knockouts with him and those big, you know, he's like you said, he's technical, more clinical. I mean, it's, if you're if you're a fan of footwork, which I, I know you are, then you could watch Mayweather fight all day. But um, yeah, footwork but, and yeah. defense, he was, he yeah. was the best. The best um, there was. All he, all he cared about was like the crowd at the end of his record. He was never going to make the fight a little bit more interesting. So for this one, we got the American. We have Deontay Wilder, the Bronze Bomber, forty-two zero and one, with forty-one KOs. So, yeah. and I think like over twenty. Something of those were first round. I think like 23 or 24 of them were first round knockouts. And he's facing off against the Brit Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, 29-0-1 with 20 KOs. They're fighting for the WBC belt, um, which Wilder currently holds, and also for the heavyweight linear title um, as well, which which Fury still holds because he beat Klitschko back in, I think it was, like, what, 2015? Around 15, that yep. So just to people are keeping score at home. Anthony Joshua owns the WBA, WBO, IBF belts. But so this Saturday night, the the pay-per-view probably take place around 11 o'clock. They're they're saying 11 o'clock Eastern time, 10 o'clock central, who really knows, but um, setting up the tail of the tape here. Both fighters are still undefeated. Each has won twice since their first bout on December 1st, 2018. Um, Wilder had a tough match against it. And we could touch on this here a little bit, but Wilder had a, a tough match against Luis Ortiz or Luis Ortiz in, um, back in December, which was uh, actually a pretty risky fight just three mi- months ago. Fighting that he had to wait till the seventh round to get the knockout. While Fury, he kind of had a couple of easier cakewalks in his two fights. But in terms of betting odds, Fury opened as a slight, a very slight favorite. It was pretty much a pick 'em, but a slight favorite uh, Fury was. But then the majority of the money and tickets has moved. Wilder to the slight favorite at the time of this recording. We're recording this on Thursday night before the fight, so, you know, two nights before the fight. But Wilder market consensus right, right now is minus one twenty five. Fury plus one hundred five, plus one ten ish on the on the take back. Uh, but from what I'm gathering, there's a strong chance that some pro Fury money is going to come in late here. He's the more charismatic guy. We'll probably get more public money. And if you're in Las Vegas, you can damn well bank on those Brits flooding town this weekend and betting on Fury. I, I, so I would not be in a big rush to bet on Wilder right now if, if you're out in the Silver State. But from what I'm hearing, Wilder has been attracting uh, some of the early sharp money, at least early on when he was installed as the slight underdog or you know, at a pick em. Uh The over-under on rounds is at 10.5 with slight juice on the over there. I, and um, so, yeah, let's – I mean, if you want to touch on really quick, because I know you watched their – or at least a couple of their most recent fights since they fought each other, because uh, they fought December 2018. Both have fought twice. Uh, you said you, you checked out that that Wilder, that last fight against Ortiz? Yeah, he was losing the whole fight until the seventh. Um, it was actually, you know, it was a really good match. Uh, I that much about Ortiz, and then when I saw the fight, I was like, holy shit, this dude is lucky for Truman. Um, and he hit Wilder a couple times pretty hard and Wilder had a much better chin than I anticipated. So Wilder kind of bided his time and waited, waited for a shot. And then he got Ortiz with a straight right um, that sent him down. And that was, that was good night. So, I mean, that was, that was a very impressive fight. I thought, uh, and just, just for, you know, a little bit, 
a background there. I just watched because I couldn't get the fight, Showtime fight. So I watched like uh, pretty extended highlights of uh, Wilder and Fury's first match. Oh, it's, you, it's, on, you, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube. I know, I, that's what, I always watch boxing on YouTube. I couldn't get the whole thing. Oh, um, I watched it today on but, YouTube again. But anyway, well, I'll, okay. I'll send you a link after. Okay. Um, but anyway, after watching that, I was like, all right, I think I would like Fury um, in the next fight. And then watching Wilder Ortiz, I thought, oh, I don't know, man. Wilder's uh, – He's a monster. That right hand. Like all, all he all he needs is that right hand. He needs that one good right hand. And he did really put um, Fury down with a left hook in their first match. Yes, wait. So um, let, let, you know, let me later, set that up. The later knockout. Yeah, sorry. Let, let's, no, you're, so like the first fight, as we know, it ended in a draw. Uh, Wilder was minus 160 going into that. Fury was plus 130. Um, bit of a controversial draw. It really could have made the argument from either side. Um, and I, like I said just a bit ago, I, I gave it a good watch today. What? So it's still fresh in my mind right now. But honestly, like my first impression, I thought that Wilder won it at the end. You know, with that with that twelfth round knockout. And honestly, like how the hell yeah. did Fury get up from that second knockdown in the twelfth round? He's got a hell of a chin, man. He's it's, a good it's insane. Like I still can't believe that. You know, he was. He looks like he was knocked out for a good second or two. All of a sudden, his eyes just like open up, like. Like he's Frankenstein and he sits up, but yeah. But anyway, Undertaker, so yeah, Undertaker shit. Yeah, the man. Undertaker, right? So I mean, honestly, that that was such an exciting fight. If you're a boxing fan, if you think boxing is dead and all that shit, watch that fight. And like, like I said, you can YouTube it. Wilder Fury, December 2018 is. I mean, that's one of the best fights I've seen in a long time in terms of just and everything entertainment. It could have went either way, but uh, Wilder knocked him down twice, ninth round, and, and the ninth round knockout. I think. It was maybe a little off balance, Fury, but you know, got to. Yeah, it was up. more of a slip, I thought. Right, but yeah, sorry, I, I was interrupting you before. I just want to set people up so they know more about the first fight. But you were saying something. I don't know if you remembered uh, before I cut you off there about that first fight. Um, oh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Either way, I was saying. Yeah, but I'm like, sure I'll, say it, I'll say it again at some point. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, it's like he came out. Wilder came out well in the first one. After that initial round, it kind of seemed like Fury was able to get was able to get plenty of jabs in. And and then you know, just in the middle of the fight, it looked like you know Fury, and obviously we're going to talk break down the, the next fight, and obviously we'll probably be seeing a lot of the same where Fury is he's the better boxer. He's, his footwork's great. He was moving around the ring. He, he had plenty of energy the whole fight, and Wilder was sitting there. He got some great shots at it and stuff, but Fury you know was winning the cards. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, can't really argue, especially since Wilder got the two knockdowns, the two ten to eight rounds. You know, Fury won more rounds in that fight, but I really think it could have went either way. I thought that Wilder got him in the end. You know, after that that knockout in the twelfth round, I thought that that gave him enough when it went to the the uh, scorecards. But um, but that was not the case. Ended up being we got our draw. So now we have a rematch the Saturday. Wilder, as I said, is the slight favorite. The short shots. Uh, if you're looking like bet, you know the more exact. It's like Wilder by KO is plus one twenty five, and Fury by decision is close to two to one. And obviously the opposite of those are, are your longer shots. So if Wilder wins this fight, it's most likely to be by knockout. And if, you know, Fury wins the fight, there's a better chance that, that it's going to go uh, by decision. But uh, Fury gained weight for this one, which could be interesting. Uh, it looks like he gained 15 pounds. At least that's what I'm hearing in that range. He said he wanted to, so it's not like a surprise. He weighed in at 256 and a half for their first fight, but it looks like he's going to be 270 plus for this one. But he he was 278 in his return fight in 2018 after that 
that multiple year of layoff, you know, so um, could have more punching power, but will it impact his, his mobility is, is the question. And, and Wilder, I think he's just two twelve and a half in the first fight. He can't expect too much out of him, but uh, yeah, yeah. So he should be, he should be about the same. So what are you, what are you looking for? I know you have some, some uh, factors that you look for when you're breaking down and handicapping a fight. So uh, yeah, t- I mean, take it away. Yeah. So I usually look for four things. Um, the first one being technique, which mm-hmm. as you mentioned, I'm a, I'm a big footwork guy. So from a technique standpoint, I mean, you got to give it to Fury because mm-hmm. he's got better footwork. He has better angles that he's coming in with his punches. Um, and the, the, you know, the his reach, head, his head, his head movement is great. And you're right. Yeah. His reach. He's got like two inches of reach on him. So that's the first one. The second one is the chin, which, um, as you'd mentioned, the fact that Fury got up from that 12th <laughs> round knockout, I know he, he's got a great chin, you know, he, he's, he's taken some huge punches and, you know, he can usually stand on his feet. Um, I mentioned though, I mean, Wilder's chin was a lot better than I thought too. Some of the shots mm-hmm. that he took from Ortiz and stood in there, he didn't look overly phased. I was very impressed by that. So that's, that's one where I think you were talking about the four different outcomes that could happen mm-hmm. between, you know, both guys uh, winning a decision or knocking out. I don't think there's a chance in hell that Fury can knock out Wilder. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I didn't see that Wilder had a good chin, I'd say, yeah, Fury can, you know, maybe get inside on him, um, you know, kind of just do what he does, just kind of hammer away. Cause he's not a huge, he's not a super heavy handed guy. Right. It would have to be early. He, you'd think in the fight for him to catch one, catch him completely unexpected to have his best chance fury yeah. of a knockout. Exactly. So that's what I, I don't think, I don't think there's much chance of a fury knockout. The odds, um, the odds agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, so the third thing I always look for power and punching angles um, and this, this is why, you know, tri- why I like triple G so much, because I think he's the best at that. I think his combination of pure raw power and hitting you from weird angles is basically unmatched. So, I mean, you, you know who you got to give power to in this one. Um, like I said, I think Fury's, you know, a little better at coming in at weird angles, but, you know, he'll, he'll do a modest amount of damage and just hope that you know, those punches start to add up over time. Right. And then uh, the fourth, fourth thing, and you've <laughs> seen me get screwed on this a couple times. Um, but after you get screwed on it a couple times, then you learn and you start to think about it when you're uh, internally handicapping. But that is where does the boxing, who does the boxing world and especially people with money in the boxing world, who do they want to win? It's, it's a sad reality. And how, could, but, how could they influence the judges? In that yes, way? It's, it's yeah. sad, but we have to absolutely handicap that factor. I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but like the whole Canelo triple G thing, they were never going to let Canelo lose after signing that, that like eight year Dazzin deal on TV. Oh, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, yeah. and, and we can go through a laundry list of <laughs> stuff that's just happened in the past few years, Bradley versus Pacquiao, you know, like just yeah. all those just ridiculous. Such, I mean, and, and even triple G, I think you mentioned before we start recording his last fight where he thought maybe he could have lost that, but he got, he just signed a, a new deal as well. So it's, you know, exactly. it's, yeah, it could, I thought he, it could have been a tire. I thought he could have lost, um, on the scorecards, but yeah, you're right. He just signed a huge deal. So 
And, you know, the big money is going to be his third match with Canelo. So they're going to push him through. Right. So yeah, that's absolutely a factor. But I guess for that one, which, I mean, what do you think supports that, you know, in this particular fight? So how would that help us, you know, that, that fourth angle that you look at for, for this Saturday? I'm glad you asked. And it's <laughs> one of the four long shot uh, items that you had mentioned before. I think that where that, uh, the judges and the money, I think that would be wilder by decision. And that's seven to one, I'm saying. Yeah. In that range. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I got to imagine that, yeah, America wants, you know, a good heavyweight, undefeated American boxer. And they want the matchup with uh, Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's, I got to imagine, I could see a close fight where, you know, Wilder wins all three cards, essentially. And that's what the boxing world wants to happen. I mean, this is one of the things that Fury's talked about that you know, people don't like him because he's a gypsy or whatever. <laughs> um, there, you know, the next pay-per-view, I could see him because he's a good showman. So I could see him generating some revenue that way. Mm-hmm. But I think that in general, you know, American boxing is going to be more excited to have, like I said, an American heavyweight undefeated title holder. The, the fight's in America. He is. It's also something to be said for when you're handicapping the referees for usually like, I feel like it's almost like a baseball where the tie goes to the runner, the tie goes to the champion. You know, it's, it's almost like yeah. they're looking for reasons to, to, you know, you almost have like, not to say that they're like looking for reasons to, to keep the champion or like or favor the champion, but the, you have to give them a reason to not choose the champion, I guess. You know, the challenger has to to do something extra. So all things equal, they're probably side to the champion. There's maybe just an inherent bias there too. Who knows? Not to get in their heads or anything, but I think that makes a yeah. lot of sense also. I mean, the conventional wisdom, like you says, the challenger has to knock down the champion mm-hmm. and either keep him down or have it be so convincing that none of the judges could rule in the champion's favor. Now, one, one thing about this fight that interests me, because uh, you talked about the tech, technical advantage, clearly is Fury here, especially when you watch the first fight. And um, they are two very different fighters, but Wilder, obviously, at any given moment, can can take you with that right hand. And and uh, I think how he adjusts in this fight, Wilder, compared to the last fight, is going to be a very interesting thing. And what I heard, I heard an interview with Teddy Atlas, you know, the legendary boxing trainer. And he, he made a good point about Wilder possibly, and I'm curious to see if you noticed this uh, when you watched his last two fights, about Wilder possibly improving his delivery uh, his delivery system for his right hand over the past couple of fights, like using his left hand, his left jab, the way that Foreman kind of used it, the later Foreman after the, the long layoff kind of did, using the left yeah. hand to mesmerize Fury, maybe make him concentrate on that more and then make you know kind of comfort him a little bit. And then bring in that right hand with a bang when when Fury at least expects it. I, I don't think I saw that as much in the first fight, especially early on when I was watching it. But I'm curious to see. Do you think he did you notice that in his most recent fights at all? Or? Well, he he couldn't hit him with his left hand in the first fight because mm-hmm. uh, Fury's head was bouncing around so often. Right, that, well, he was almost you know, like shocked. Why, that, yeah, like, while they were trying to establish the jab, and he you know was shooting at a moving target, and he couldn't really time it. So that's that's another reason to go for Wilder because, you know, you get a second shot at a guy and assuming that the head movements and the patterns are relatively similar, then, you know, you would have a better chance at timing that. 
and a better chance at, okay, I think, I, I think he's going to fade this way. So maybe I set him up and then, you know, bam, you hit him with that. Right. Right. And it could happen so fast. I mean, you saw it in the, in the first one. I mean, look at all of Wilder's fights pretty much. It's just before you know it, it just sets you up in the moment you least expect it too. you know, even yeah. their first fight, you know, that took till the ninth round for him to put him down the first time. But then that, that 12th round, I know it's like the, the left hook that officially took him out in the, the last fight, but it was that right. Obviously, that set it he, up. He, he he was he was going down anyway yeah. to the right. So right. I mean, the left was just the icing on the cake, yeah. which is another reason like I can't believe Fury got up from that. I still I still can't. It's because I mean, that left caught him clean too. So yeah, and he, his head. I mean, he like his head snapped back too, and he hit the canvas. It looked like too. So just yeah, unreal. I wonder. I wonder if he like even remembers the 12th round or if you yeah. lost the rest of that round. I don't know, but I, just, I, man, I really like those guys too. It's like both these fighters, like the way they embraced each other after that fight, you know, they both were, you know, so much respect between the two guys. And it's just like, yeah. it's just a good fight between like just two awesome fighters that are, have different styles. There's, you know, the whole America versus Britain thing. There's just so many angles here. And um, so yeah, it just has like a boxing family. I was just so pumped about this one, but yeah, uh, an old boxing adage that styles make fights, and this is yeah. like the best type of style where you have the, just the classic, um, you know, power versus finesse. Exactly. So, in terms of the way uh, betting wise, um, the way I played it is this: so I, I wasn't looking to get involved, but I, I thought one of my outs was hey, after the Wilder move. Um, and you know, it was minus one twenty five market. One of my outs was hanging a stale line on, on Wilder yesterday, so I, I took him at minus one hundred five. I just put a unit on him because that's all I can get down um, at minus one hundred five to win. And then, so you know, I, I might not stick with that whole thing because it kind of seems like I would, I'd like to get a plus price on almost either fighter. But I am leaning more towards Wilder, especially after having this conversation right now after watching the fight the last time. And I think maybe the line could. You can make a case the line should be maybe closer to what it was before the first fight, Wilder minus 160. But um, I think also from the angle of Fury maybe being a little more content with where he's at. Obviously, he wants to hang on to the linear title, but um, you know he's got the TV deal. He's got all the money now that he could ever ask for. Wilder you know, is less less of a big, like, marketable guy. You know, so I feel like the belt is, is really all he's got right now. And kind of like you said before about the whole, like, American hope thing. So... Not to not yeah. to like say that the full motivation won't be there for Fury and stuff. But, you know, he did gain the 15 pounds, which would worry me as well. Um, so I that's my angle right now. I'm on Wilder, and also at the same out, I, I found, and I, I want to hear your take on you know on the fight, how you're planning on betting it. But uh, the total, the it's ten and a half rounds over under, um, and I found and there's a little bit of juice on the over on that. It's like minus 120, minus 130, but I found an under under ten rounds at plus 175. Uh, it looks like the market rate is about plus 125, plus 130 on that. So getting about 45, 50 cents of market value on that. So that's where I'm sitting, you know, for the same just unit play on each one. But you know, I might look to, once the line moves, kind of, or even right now, I can maybe scalp out a little bit. I'm not looking to scalp like, you know, 10, 15 bucks on this. But hey, it's, yeah. if it's free money, you could, you know, but I, that's the way I'm, I'm it, you know, it's better than nothing. If you get, if you arbitrage a little bit and then you get mm-hmm. to watch a super entertaining fight, take, take home 10 bucks, the outcome. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. I mean, that's a, we'll see. I mean, it's always good to have a little rooting interest, especially with when you have market value or at least closing line value usually, but um curious to hear how you're planning on playing it. If at all, you did bring up the wilder by decision angle, which honestly I was thinking maybe even of, you know, mixing it up 
with a little bit of knockout plus 125 and decision seven to one wilder. You know, it's not the best way to play it. I was, I was looking to maybe go more the knockout route. Cause I, I do think the wilder uh, can win this and, you know, before the 10th round, especially if he catches him with one of those right hands. But how, how do you, how do you think you're going to play it if you play it? So <clears throat> I will play it as you know, um, <laughs> uh, I, so I think I'll have some money on that wilder decision. Mm-hmm. I am not going to bet the over-under on rounds. Um, I I think it's going to go the distance. I think that Fury will, you know, be able to move just enough to not really get caught clean. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he gets knocked down three times throughout the fight or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you had mentioned that you're a little worried about Fury putting on the weight. I actually think that's good for him because I think the heavier he is, the more that he can fight from the inside and kind of swarm wilder. And if he can do that, then, you know, Fury can have his punches that add up. And as long as he kind of stays inside of striking distance from that, right. Um, Cause you know, I imagine that right hand is like, you're playing Smash Bros with Donkey Kong. He's got to kind of wind it up, and he's got to be a little bit far away. So as long as Fury's got the weight, uh, some of those are quick. Yeah. that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think if he can stay inside more of this fight, and the fact that you know he's such a good all-around boxer that he can kind of fight any style, um, I think. That's my guess is he's putting on the weight and that's his strategy. Even saw more from the inside. Even saw Fury go orthodox uh, for a couple seconds in the first fight. I think it was more just to troll. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's well, I mean, that's what it is. He's, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have like a preference on, um, you know, how he's really going to go about it. He's just trying to fuck with the other guy. Yeah. I mean, Fury's just, you could tell he's just he loves the moment he loves cherishing like relishing the you know the the spotlight and everything and he was definitely like the the showman in that first fight i'm sure we could see that again uh, it's a show it's a showman angle but he's also trying to get under the other guy's skin so the other guy will right yeah and i mean he's done that every single fight he did it against klitschko too where he's you know kind of dancing around like a lunatic and klitschko's like who the fuck is this guy what's he doing um (laughs) I mean, but then he's impressed. That, yeah. And then Fury did that in his first fight with Wilder too, where he's, you know, sticking his tongue out at him. And, oh yeah. A lot too. It was, it was a yeah. lot. I think that that it's a little bit showman, but I think it's actually more strategic of just trying to, you know, get his opponent a little bit off his mental game. Yeah. So he could hopefully find an opening. Absolutely. So you're, you're thinking the Wilder to sit, you're a, Definitely take a look at that seven to one or in that range on Wilder by decision. I mean, just that is a, a nice price, that's for sure. Especially that's, that's why you know I'll put a little money down on that. I'll put a little money down on a draw because um, I could mm-hmm. I could see the judges wanting a draw. Man, a um, second draw though that'd be like that'd be outrage. I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you. And it could just end up being that way just because this was supposed to be such a close fight. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what if it's like basically a six round to six round thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of the judges has it seven to five. The other one has it five to seven and one of them has it six to six. Could be. So 
I mean, yeah, no, that's like so many things could happen. That's why this is such like an appealing fight because, you know, this literally could end in the first round. I mean, just look at Wilder's track record. Um, that could certainly yeah. happen. But then you, you have Fury gaining all that weight and him. He's even come out and said, and this could be, I mean, it probably is mind games more than anything on his end. But he said he wants to get the early knockout here, uh, which you know, we, we, you even touched on earlier. Just can't see that happening. And obviously the betting marketplace reflects that. But you know, I, I think from my angle, that's why just him gaining the weight. I don't know. For I, I think it's all setting up for a Wilder just you know, being pissed off, wanting wanting that spotlight, and and catching him before you know one of the earlier rounds. I mean, in, in the first fight, Wilder kind of both both fighters kind of in the mid midpoint of the fight kind of started to preserve energy a little bit, and obviously it worked yeah. out. It looked like in Wilder's favor. So like that would be a, a reason to maybe worry about. Um, on my end, at least that, that fight going more than 10 rounds. But uh, but besides that, I could see Wilder. I mean, it's, that, that's what I think is the most likely result, in my opinion, obviously. <laughs> get bet on those opinions, but I I really think that Wilder's going to catch him uh, before the 10th round, but but we'll see. That's just what I think. Yeah, so, I guess we'll see. I know, like I said, that's that's not where my money's going. Um, but, you so know, that's not where my money's going, and then three rounds into it, and I've got my head in my hands and saying, "Oh, what? What did I do? Why did I bet that?" That's such a, that's such a likely scenario. Um, and I know yeah. that we we both kind of like the. I mean, I, I've always preached on the Dog Juice Pod that index bets are are not the way to win in sports betting at all. You know, when you bet the which round each fighter's going to win in. They just hide so much oh, vague, you know, the books on those bets. Yeah. But, but we do sometimes like those, you know, those fun needle in the haystack, um, you know, index bets wilder in this round or whatever. So I think, you know, maybe some, a way for you to quote unquote hedge besides maybe just take a wilder straight up is um, maybe to bet wilder and like one of the, you know, wilder in rounds one to four or even wilder yeah. in rounds one to six, something like that. Cause maybe play with that notion of, Hey, if these guys reach the seventh, eighth round, maybe they take their, foot off the gas a little bit for the big finish, like the first fight. And so, you know, maybe you get less likely of a wilder knockdown based off that reasoning. But at the same time he did, you know, he put him down on the ninth round, their first fight. So it's really hard to predict that stuff, obviously, but um, yeah, man, it's just, I think, well, I think you just talked me into my final strategy then. So I think it'll be wilder early or wilder decision. And then maybe, I mean, maybe I'll put some money on a fury decision. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's where, that's where I'll be. So I'll only get screwed if Wilder knocks out, knocks him out in like the eighth round. Which I would be worried Which about. Be, <laughs> I would be worried. Yeah. So, well, yeah. but as you mentioned, the way that they approached the last fight where they kind of. Yeah, they, they definitely um, took the foot off the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could see him doing that again. I think that was more like, yeah, it was like the, if I'm not mistaken, like the sixth, seventh round, really. Even the commentators were just because it's fresh in my head. I remember them even mentioning it, and you could tell they just kind of came out a little slower. But well, that happens in a, in a ton of fights, especially with two guys who know each other pretty well. Right. So they're like, all right, well, I'm not going to I'm not gonna uh, throw out all my energy, you know, rounds one through eight, and then leave my spot both to be knocked out nine to 11. No, I'd rather get a feel. You know, they're going to feel each other out the first couple rounds. Um and they're going to make their mark, you know, three, four, five, maybe back off a little bit and then throw everything they got into, you know, the last three rounds. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's, so we've, we've seen it before. So and it's, and, uh, 
I mean, I, I feel like this one could play out in so many different ways Saturday. That's what makes it so compelling, you know, and it, this one really is setting up to be just a wide range of, of outcomes when you have almost a pick em fight and you know, one of the fighters is really capable of winning it at any punch and then the other guys, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's setting up to be a good one. You got, you got any last thoughts before we, uh, we sign off here on, on the fight or, or any words of wisdom uh, for boxing betters? <laughs> the, my words of wisdom, I already gave them. Always, always think about where the money's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. All right, man. As somebody has been screwed on that at least twice now, got to remember yeah. that when you're, when you're betting. Dude, it's, that's I mean, my, and that's just bo- boxing history is just littered. I feel like every time I have a boxing bet, it's like, Oh my God. Like, what am I, what have I done? What did I put this <laughs> into, you know, in the hands of these three judges and, and who knows what the hell is going on. I mean, Which, I mean yeah. that's one of the beautiful things about boxing. It's one of the annoying things, but yeah, once you realize story. I mean, but that's like part of, you know, if you like watching two dudes beat the shit out of each other, you probably also like watching mafia movies <laughs> right. and, you know, like st- stuff that's inherently corrupt. It's got to know how corrupt it is and maybe how to, how to game it. And, and no matter how mad we ever get at our boxing results, we'll always have the wonderful day. My, my favorite sports betting day of all time, and I can't see anything on seating this, but Mayweather McGregor. That was the gift of our lifetimes. So, <laughs> that really was. Once oh a my lifetime. God. Yeah. So no matter what, can never get that mad after that one but all right dude uh it was fun bringing you on and honestly the next big prize fight i'm gonna look to do so again I, you know usually we get one uh around cinco de mayo that time and also like you know september you get some of those big fights so i'll uh yeah. i'll look to have you on again dude hey dude before we wrap it up where are you gonna yeah. watch the fight on saturday oh my god so i am going to one of those murder mystery parties we do it every year um where you get like you know assigned a character it's my, my fiance's best friend, like does it. We, we actually hosted it last year and it sucked because, you know, she, we always kind of, it always happens like when like college basketball, like it's really, you know, it's like, it's going to be like towards the end, you know, we're near the end of the conference season. So long story short, we have this damn party. And when I first found out about it, I was like, Oh good. It's like not during March Madison. You know, it's not that bad. And I completely forgot about the fight. So like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to even get the pay-per-view, which sucks. But I, I obviously really want to watch it, so I'm trying to sort this out and figure out. Maybe I'll do it on the iPad, but then I'm gonna get yelled at for not being a character because it's like a Harry Potter yeah. theme thing. So I don't, I don't know, man. What, what's your plan? Are you, gonna, are you gonna have your phone on you? I could give you like round by round. I, like, yeah, we, we might have to do that. Honestly, I, I mean, I might even like we might have to consider like me watching on Facetime on your or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, that's not a so bad I, idea. You know, I, you know I, what? I, if it's, I'll pay I, you. If, it's, <laughs> if it looks good. Um, then yeah, I'll FaceTime you. Especially Why did Mike disappear to the bathroom at 1030 for 45 minutes <laughs> or, 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 or Rufus or whatever my name's going to be yeah. on Saturday night. But, I mean, uh, she, she, she knows you. She knows that's uh Oh that's yeah. I'm not, the, yeah, I'm not worried about the lady. I'm worried about the, the hosts. That's they, they do not like it. We've had spats before, but, oh, but yeah, it is, but well, you know, it's, it is what it is, especially now that I have money on this too. So it's, uh, we're going to find a way. We're going to find a way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will help you too. You, so you'll be, you'll be streaming at home with the, the kid or the, the baby and the wife. Uh, no wife and well, wife and baby are in Germany right now. Um, oh, so right. I am probably going to round up any of my friends who, enjoy boxing which is basically zero <laughs> um, but I, I might be able to find a dude or two 
uh, to come over and watch it. All right, well, maybe we'll I'll pay you a little for your pay per view. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> might, you might have just thrown me a bone because I was I don't know what else I was going to do. But anyway. yeah, you got to do something. Did you, oh, did you ever sign up for Dazone? No, I feel like you didn't. No, I don't know. But I should. I should look into that, especially see a lot of Canelo in the next few years. So exactly. But yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you, uh, obviously, before the fight and maybe during the fight now as well. So, All right. All right. Good bringing you well, on. Uh, best, best of luck. Yeah, it's good talking to you. Take it easy. Too. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you very much to Denver Matt. That was excellent. Sorry for some of the audio issues that we had on his end there for a bit. So... Since we recorded last night, the betting market has actually seen some steam on the under total rounds. The under 10.5 rounds now has some juice on it. Looks like minus 115, minus 120. It's basically flipped since we recorded last night. So obviously my under 10 rounds plus 175, that bet's looking pretty damn strong right now. So I'll probably end up uh, trying to arbitrage that a little bit myself. But we'll see heading into the fight. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As usual, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to check out Bet Chicago and Bet Indiana News. Got some really fun guests lined up for you all. Might even end up having two episodes towards the beginning of next week. Um, looking to bring on a an NBA handicapper that's really tearing it up lately. You can find him on Twitter at better, B-E-T-T-O-R, underscore call Paul. That's better call Paul. I'm um, going to bring him on and also be on the lookout for another Champions League round of 16 breakdown with the lads over at the Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast. All right, so talk to you all next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the fight, and good luck with your bets. Doggy Juice out.